Hi everybody, it's Jeff. Just a quick word about next week's event. It's called Working with Death and it's part of the uh, Reimagine End of Life series of events going on in San Francisco starting April 16th. Uh, as I said, we're about a week away. This podcast is set to go live on April 10th and the event is on April 18th. So I just wanted to remind you to go ahead and get tickets in advance. Uh, you can go to the Let's Reimagine dot org website uh and search for the event or if it's a little easier for you you can go to our website storiedsf.com and there on the home page uh if you scroll down just a little bit you'll see uh some more direct links that if that's a little bit easier for you all right thanks i think particularly at a time like now um when people are so pushed to the margins you know and the, and the left is in such a terrible mess, because I think that that's true. I think that there is a role for artists to play that's a little bit different, I guess, and musicians. That was musician Brian Belknap. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week, this podcast features musicians, artists, photographers, bartenders, business owners, and San Franciscans of all walks of life, talking about what it means to live here. It's a way to get to know your neighbors. Welcome to episode 24, part three. In this podcast, Brian will pay homage to Mike Kirkendall, with whom he collaborates often, on a song called Built Right on the Ground. His last song for the podcast will be Marie, which he played at Hotel Utah after coming back from a lengthy musical hiatus. He'll end the episode with some thoughts on what it means to be an artist in San Francisco today. Here's Brian. Just to describe uh, what's going on while Brian's talking, he's got out a... Is that a steel guitar? No. Yeah, yeah, Dobro. It's a, it's a show bro, as a matter of fact. Okay. You know, a hybrid guitar. Okay, he's also got a, sli a pinky slide on his uh, left pinky. He's got a couple finger picks on his right, and he's got... Uh, what what are those actual those those harmonica things called? Brit. I just call it a rack. I don't know. A rack, a harmonica rack. It, I don't know. This is a song that I mean I could play a Mike Kirkendall song, but I'm gonna play this first song I ever heard him play over at the bottom of the hill. Okay. And uh, like with the old Joe Clark's, and that that gives me an opportunity to really give it up to Ramona over there, who just uh, you know I'm sure you've heard many times has made such an incredible contribution to the the music community then and now you know so I walk into the I went to see Richard Buckner another one of the people from back then who was just a tremendous songwriter and you know um, one of those people I just kind of came across you know through the Guardian which is gone now too yeah. they had a little demo of the week thing and I, mm -hmm. I, I would follow that and you know um, saw him play over at uh I guess it's St. Cyprian's now. It was then Noe Valley Ministry. Um, just a great, great show. And and then Kathy Elton, um, who uh, kind of managed him early on, or didn't man manage him early on, and I got to know a little bit, was just like, man, you got to come to the show at the bottom of the hill. It's just, uh, the old Joe Clarks are playing there, and they're just, you know, that's all right. So I got over there, got there early. You know, um, not quite early enough because they had already started playing. <laughs> uh, 
and Mike was playing this song, and I had one of my, I had just made a tape, you know, um, at uh, Ed Jones's studio. For my very first, you know, with Kurt and Kate and some of the other folks I mentioned. Um, and he was playing this song, you know. Awesome. And Mike's the kind of guy, and I, I handed him a tape, and I think it's the only time I've ever had this experience. Like two days later, he called me, wow. and he'd been listening to the tape, and I got in his, and I was just like, I've been listening to his nonstop. And we just kind of. You know, Kismet. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Nice. You know, I know, you know it's been so. Yeah. All right, let me do this little thing here. What was that one called? Built Right on the Ground. Built Right on the Ground. With, uh, Ted Darby. People should check out Ted Darby's version of it. He, he put that on a record. God, I'm thinking now I really should have probably played that, uh, you know, uh, Can't We Call It Even, because I recorded that with him. Sorry, was that one of your, is that your, no, no, you, no, that's, your song? That's, 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 that's his. Mike's song. Okay, no, that's, a, that's a Ted Darby song that Mike played, but got he's got it. his, this is 
my version is closer to his than Ted Darby's. Got it. You know, so okay. uh, I don't know. If Professor Long here used to say, like, Ted Darby composed it, then between Mike and I, we decomposed it. <laughs> <laughs> Deconstructed. Yeah. Yeah, we probably, we got time for one more for sure. Or if you want to talk, right. it's it's up to you. Yeah, let me do, you know what? Let me it's do, your show. It's, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play this one last thing here. Let's is see. that a mandolin? No. This is a mandolin, yeah. Okay. I hope it's in tune. It probably isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> record right <laughs> i already know what it sounds like i mean i guess i i guess i the caveat well eh, you know everybody you know i mean it's, it's important to keep the tradition alive and i, I understand that but I mean, it's, if you can't make it live man <laughs> what the fuck's the point <laughs> you know i mean the record's already there you know mm-hmm. so brian has treated his uh, steel guitar now for a mandolin that's where we are. Yeah, and this song is the first song I played when I kind of came back after a long break um, at the Hotel Utah. You know, okay. JJ Sosa was running it at the time. You know, people like, you know, Mr. Andrew were playing. Uh, Amina Sharif Ali just was, you know, just killing it over there back then. Um, there's a long list of people that kind of came through that place. Kelly McFarlane, uh, Wolf Larson, Megan Keel, whatever. You could go on, you know, Brenda Gitzel. But they really were very, very welcoming to me. It made me realize that, you know, kind of even in, you know, increasingly difficult circumstances, really, people just find a way somehow to kind of come together as a community and make music, you know. And that was the community that helped get me, you know, um, at the Lost Church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, uh, you know, up to New Orleans, which, nice. you know, was probably the last chapter of my life. So what era are we talking about, the this Utah? Here, this, oh, this is, this is relatively recent, because I took a long break. You know, I was, right. I was out from, you know, 97 to about 2008 when I got oh, evicted wow. from my rent-controlled apartment. I went, I, I needed to make money, so I went back to the streets to play, you know. And I, I was playing some. I started writing songs again after about two years, you know, where I was just really pretty much working my day gig and organizing in my spare time, you know. And that was no longer possible for me. That's another long story. Okay, and what is this one called? It's a song called Marie. Yeah, there's just so many amazing people that are out there doing it these days. I couldn't, I think it would be here all night listening to them all. And people who are just really kind to me. And Passenger and Pilot was a band that, you know, no longer around, but just great. And, not part of that scene, but you know, kind of, I got to know through hosting a front porch series over at the. I begged them for a long time to come and play my little thing over there at the Lost Church. You know, I finally came across that place. You know, at where I make my musical home these days. All right, yeah, this is a song that kind of introduced me to a new wonderful musical community over to Utah, as I've said before. Oh, the stars have fallen from 
since I came back, you know. Um, you know, I played that song and I think about Guy Carson who I just ran into, the, into it the other day. It was just so, you know, uh, did so much of the scene too, you know, um, for so many years. And Martin Rapolsky over at the uh, Makeout Room, yeah. you know, who gave me shows when, you know, because pe people don't, you know, 10 years is a long time, especially in, in this business. And I've been back out in the street, but I hadn't been, you know, in the club scene. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he, he let me back up over there and, Nice. you know put my cds out over there and whatnot and yeah so i guess it's mostly just gratitude to all the musicians and you know who've just been really so supportive oh and 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 in so many generations of of the scene mm -hmm. you know um iterations iterations is probably better absolutely yeah, yeah. well yeah. both both i suppose yeah, yeah both you know literally in some cases you know and i just feel grateful to be part of such a rich musical culture here you know, and I think especially today with the people that are doing it today, there's a there's a there's an extra burden that they bear. You know, back when, you know, I was just talking to someone the other day, and you know, I had an apartment for or, or a room in an apartment for 187 dollars. You know, you could put it together differently. Yeah. Now, it's the hustle is just a lot harder, and mm -hmm. the margins are a lot smaller. And I think that you know the people that managed to bear up under that. You know, um, they deserve more than they're getting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So maybe keep that in mind when the tip jar goes around at a club, or when it seems like a little bit hard to, you know, get 
get out and get that extra five dollars out to you know pay for that that ticket because mm -hmm. people put their heart and souls into this stuff and i'm grateful that they do and i try to get out as much as i can and i guess the very last word is to folks like you know brett and lizzie over at the uh the lost church who just continue to create uh, a space for people that you know who have really blossomed in their career and who are just starting out and understand that the one supports the other you know there's not so much of that around these days right and i think they really are too i really think the lost church is true to the spirit patrons of san francisco they are the definition of yeah they and others like them i i think so absolutely so go 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 see your favorite band there if you want to see Brian perform live, he'll be having a record release party on May 11th at Brick and Mortar. All music on this episode is by Brian Belknap. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website is storiedsf.com, and you can email us at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Check back next week for some San Francisco Giants stories from cameraman and fan Josh Keppel.